0: That's the tagline for 51st First Jokes, which celebrated its 10th annual edition in New York City on Saturday, January 2nd, 2016 at the Bell House in Brooklyn. But when comedians John F. O'Donnell, Claudia Kogan, and Jawan Lee came up with 51st First Jokes, they originally just wanted to invite a bunch of their friends to a dive bar show to commiserate over the very first jokes they ever told on stage. Now it's an annual party that's moved not only to bigger venues across New York City It also has expanded to include hundreds of comedians in several cities across the country. Sister shows have been held at the start of 2016 in Los Angeles, Austin, New Orleans, Denver, Atlanta, Ann Arbor, and Washington, D.C. Each comedian gets a couple of minutes to try out brand new material and start the year off on the most fun note possible, while dozens of comedians sit on stage behind them. It's like a spelling bee, only it's an exhibition, not a competition. As David Letterman would remind us, please, no wagering. O'Donnell and his co-producer Sachi Azura sat down with me backstage after this year's 51st Jokes in Brooklyn to discuss fresh starts, bursts of inspiration, and reflections on years gone by. But first, please enjoy a portion of the show, courtesy of Sachi, J. Fod, and the comedians who participated. So let's get to it.
1: I fell in love with a boy who was sweet and smart and quirky. He would read me his poetry and talk to me late into the night about anything and everything. We told each other our secrets and he made me laugh. He was my best friend. One night we stayed up late talking quietly together after our friends had fallen asleep in the room around us. It was my last night back home on break before returning to college for the spring semester. He kissed me for the first time and asked to have oral sex. He was a freshman in high school. We never thought that night would lead to a prison cell or that the next decade of my life would be spent mired in a criminal justice system designed to crush my humanity. Worst blowjob ever! <laughs>
2: you any dog rape jokes you can do as well? <laughs> you fucking creepy televangelist outfit you have on? Why do you look like you work in the IRS in the 60s in that
3: fucking?
2: No! That could be my first joke right there. I don't give a fuck!
3: <laughs>
2: we all live in New York, yes? We're a bunch of fucking idiots. This is a shitty place. Like, where'd you move from? Long Island, see? New York makes you a shittier person, dudes. And you guys aren't laughing, but it's fucking true. I'll give you an example. I was downtown the other day, right? And I literally saw a homeless dude giving the finger to an ambulance that was passing by. (laughs) Just committed the entire way. (laughs) And I've lived in New York so long, my reaction when I saw this was what what is that man doing? That's wrong. That's an ambulance that's trying to help somebody. He shouldn't do that i lived in New York so long, my reaction was, yeah, fuck that ambulance. (laughs) Fuck that piece of shit, cocksucking ambulance. Trying to save another life in this bullshit city. You're not gonna stand behind on the subway stairs and shit? I hope you die in the back of that ambulance. Have a great year, bye bye.
4: myself is deserving of that, please. Hold your applause. Um, It's a wonderfully rewarding, enriching experience to be a father, is what you're supposed to tell people. Um, It it really is, though, like nine percent of the time. Um, One of my best friends was only three years old when his father left the family, just walked out, and I used to think, what a scumbag. And now I think, what took him so long? (laughs) Another friend who uh, who lives upstate, he has two kids, and uh, on his way home from work every day, he pulls into the parking lot of a supermarket, reclines his seat, and just sleeps for an hour. used to think, man, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. And now I think, man, I wish I lived in the suburbs. <laughs> I can use a sleeping car. i <laughs> to settle for a train or a park bench. Like, Fatherhood's really brought out the homelessness in me. Uh, I will tell you this, when your, when your baby finally does go to sleep, you will do anything to keep him asleep. Like, I've been uh, making a lot of threats to delivery guys recently. Uh, like yeah, Last night I was like, uh, call when you get here, do not buzz, do not buzz! I swear to God, if you buzz, I will greet you at the door with a frown and a generous tip because even though I'm a father, I'm still not enough of a man to handle confrontation. Thanks,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Exciting, you know. It's like you know the start of my set. It's pretty, you know. It's like you know I'm like I'm anxious, but I'm also excited. You know, it's like being on a first date. You know, it's like I don't know you, you don't know me, you don't know that I'm about to kill again. You know, it's a. Uh, uh, funny if you feel that be. I uh, uh, I uh, I used to uh, a lot of people in love this time of year. I used to date a black woman. Thank you very much. Uh, we broke up and it was, you know, it was bad. It was a bad time. Like, she wouldn't let me use the N-word at all. Like, I couldn't say it, I couldn't rap it, I couldn't paint it on her front door, and it's, and it's like, you know we're gonna break up, you're gonna have to get used to one of those things, you know? Um, uh, <laughs> I uh, don't. I'm not uh, big into wisdom. I, I'm sick of, I don't like wisdom. I don't like it. I'm sick of people trying to tell you wisdom, you know? Because, like, anybody, anytime somebody, like, gives you a tip about life, they're just saying, here's what went wrong for me, you know? Like, no one's ever like, I'm acing it. Everything's perfect, you know? Like, I, like and also, it's like, when, whenever anybody gives you wisdom, it's like, you know, it, it, it's like, it's always, like, like, so specific. Like, nobody ever, like, tells you something that has nothing to do with their lives, you know, you've never, like, sat down at a bar and there's some, like, grizzled old whiskey drinker and he's just like, let me tell you what life's like, kid. You wake up every morning in an overcrowded apartment in India and then you fight a monkey for part of someone else's sandwich and then whether you eat or not, you got to go down to that river and see if you can't steal someone's pants. Alright, uh, those are all new and, you know, you get it. All right. <laughs>
6: Thank you!
7: (laughs) And, uh, that should be it. I I knew before we did it, but I still did it. And, uh, I I texted him afterwards, and he he didn't text me back. He just, like, disappeared. And... (laughs) he was like he wasn't even good in bed like he would like say things like let me take off your abracadabra you know and uh and he'd bring me to the bedroom and be like this is when the magic happens then he'd put on a cape and take out a deck of cards and i was like no and uh but it's good though because i feel like if we had dated it would have just been a lot of like you know going out to dinner and being like are you gonna pay and he would just like reach behind my ear and be like oh a quarter i'm like oh guess i'm paying again and, <laughs> You know, and he could be like, oh, I forgot a present for your birthday, oh, flowers, you know, stuff like that. And um, Or if he ever proposed, he would be like, here's a ring, but he wouldn't be able to tear it apart from the other big ring. Um, <laughs> but like, magicians have their own little thing, like if you think comedians talking are annoying, like you should hear, I would hear him talk to his like a magician friends, and he'd be like, hey man, like, why did that guy get like, a Harry the Wonderful got on America's Got Talent? And he's like, he's an industry darling. You know, and they'd be all mad. And uh, there's like, like a bunch of magicians doing a 51st trick somewhere right now, I guarantee. Uh, but really, I just wanted him to get back in touch with me because I wanted him to help me make the baby disappear. That's really
3: it.
8: People here, uh, and I got a hole in my crotch, so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there, right there,
8: that's my first. Show. Uh, so no, so, <laughs> 2015 was a great year. I, tra- I traveled for the first time. I got my passport at age 34. I went to uh, Denmark. You guys been to Copenhagen? Yeah. You heard of it? It's great. It's a great place. Uh, it's just a bunch of white people. Drinking all the time. Everybody looks like a tennis pro. It's the best. You should go there. Uh, it's the, uh, when I got to Copenhagen, one of the first things a bartender told me is they have the highest uh, recruitment for ISIS. That's how good life is there. And after a while, you're bored of it. And you're like, I gotta chop a fucking head off. This is too much good.
3: Uh,
8: I met a Danish pop star while I was there and I'd never met a pop star before, so I was very excited. And uh, so I took a selfie with her. I'd never done that. It was a year of new things for me. And it took us 17 selfies before she was satisfied with one, because she kept sucking in her face and grooming herself. And I had to be like, look, nobody's fucking heard of you.
3: <laughs> you got to let them know
8: who's boss your Danish pop star selfie. And then I was like, to make her feel better, I was like, I won't post this on social media, which I thought. But that's just me being like, this is just for me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, toilet time.
8: I, I caught up with an old friend in uh, Denmark, too. He's like in his 40s. He just got divorced. So he's like on all the, the dating apps. He's on Tinder. He's on Thrinder. He's on Tin That's just to let you know where Fred Durst is hanging out.
3: He needs a friend. He needs a friend. <laughs>
8: And he was like, do you want me to get one of these girls to send me a topless photo? And I was like, absolutely, yes. (laughs) And uh, so he he asked the girl, and she sent it immediately. It just came right in, and he goes, I don't know, man. I go, what's the problem? He goes, that came in a little too fast. (laughs) I was like, so that's, yeah. So ladies or gentlemen, when you take nudies, Hold up uh, today's Wall Street Journal next to your titties. So you know those are today's titties. And that's the lesson you can take with you. Thank you so much, have a good
3: Hey
9: guys, uh, I got a cat recently to uh, go along with my whole thing. The, the cat had to get surgery, right? The cat swallowed the tip of a glove, had to get surgery. I don't know if you know how much that costs. I'll tell you, it was $4,000 for cat surgery for a $100 cat. I was like, for this much money, I could just get 40 new cats and just make it rain cats right? me. So the cat had surgery, went fine, and then uh, my girlfriend's like, we gotta go visit it in intensive care. And so we went and visited, we didn't pick it up, we just visited this cat. And uh, I was like, this, you know this cat is not a person, right? Like, it's not gonna be like, oh great, you brought my magazines.
3: You gotta get me out of here,
9: these nurses, they steal.
3: So I didn't know my cat was
9: racist. Anyway, if you bring it to my apartment, please just spare my cat. It's the most expensive thing I have. Thank
3: you. Hello. 2016. 20,
10: 2015 was a weird year, I think. It was a, ter- it was a weird year to be an Indian person. You can relate. I appreciate it. <laughs> it, w- it was. It feels, like, it feels like black and white are about to go to war, and Indians got to choose. <laughs>
3: like,
10: I, it feels like mom and dad are getting divorced. Like Dad's really cool, but mom's got all this stuff, you know? <laughs> 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 so, like the worst the worst shit that happened last year like anytime something terroristy happened I would have to get called a terrorist I mean you look like a fucking terrorist yeah well you look like a lone wolf you poor white motherfucker and (laughs) and that was just a setup for what I really want to talk about which is what I think I think poor white people are ruining this country.
3: <laughs>
10: I mean, if you're poor and white in here, that's a choice you made.
3: <laughs>
10: poor white people exist in New York because they're like, I want to chase a dream and I understand that means I have to serve entitled minorities, but... <laughs> outside of New York. Poor white people are ruining this fucking country. And it's because I feel like they're losing all their heroes. I feel like minorities and you off-white people should give
3: what?
10: Jesus and Santa to poor white people so, so they would let us keep the Mexicans. I think that's it. <laughs>
3: I, I, listen, I know when a
10: joke has legs, and check me out in like three months. That'll be a ph- phenomenal joke. <laughs> okay, Hello.
3: Uh,
11: I got into an argument recently with a girl over porn. Uh, she had, we both had very strong opinions and hard heads, and this is what happened. She said, Carlos, how can you watch pornography? It's so unrealistic. It sets unrealistic expectations on women, and it makes us feel like we have to do things we would never normally do for men. And I was like, I get that. But how unrealistic is pornography to you? It's not like I'm watching elves have sex. I am watching people have sex who are dressed as elves. That is a different situation. (laughs) Also, how unrealistic are romantic comedies, right? How do you think they make me feel? I'll never be tall and British. That is not me. I look like Jose the 12th Hobbit that got cut out of Lord of the Rings. I don't know what I look like. So I don't get mad when you watch Love Actually again for the hundredth time. I don't. So don't get mad at me when I watch Lord of the Cockerings, Rings, okay? Thank you.
3: Let's have a sex? Robert D. D the dream. Oh,
12: oh, Drew, how bad is your herpes? That <laughs> you have a dick on your blister. <laughs> I love you. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. Is going to solve gun control right now. Hear me out. I think we should replace all guns with t shirt cannons. Not a terrible idea. Think about it. People who love firing guns can still fire something. And the rest of us just get a lot of free t shirts. That'd be pretty good. There'll be custom t shirts too. So it'll be like, Gary shot me, and all I got was this lousy t shirt. Or like, police department. That's gonna be a popular one.
3: (laughs) A big one.
12: And then, like, you know, these people who have these like hateful bullshit ideologies, they can put them on a t-shirt and then they'll fire it at us and they'll be like, wear it, read it, and we can be like, I'm gonna dust with it, you know? Like, no, don't dust with it. You can spray plant right on it. (laughs) I just think it's gross how uh, available guns are and how unavailable t shirt cannons are.
3: <laughs>
12: and you can buy a gun at Walmart, you can't buy a t shirt cannon. You can only buy t shirt cannon ammunition.
2: <laughs> Thank you, good night. <laughs> Hi guys, this is oh shit. Is my fly down? It should be for the bit. Just let me know. Thank you. Literally just came up with that. Uh, guys, just because I'm about to do uh, a bin Laden joke doesn't mean I, I didn't write it today.
3: And, uh, all right,
2: maybe not. Um, happy new year, everybody. I, I uh, I, I hate getting older. Um, because that means you're not a kid anymore. You don't make discoveries like you used to as a kid. Like, I remember the day I found out that my parents didn't own a ruler was the same day I found out that my dick was as big as a mozzarella stick. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, to uh, answer any questions in here, yes, it was dipped in marinara sauce. (laughs) And no, I don't mean the mozzarella (laughs) steak. All right, that's it, thank you. church uh, recently for the first time, um, and uh, I, I want to go Baptist, man, they, it, easy audience, that
12: congregation there, the, the, is this, deacon, this deacon comes out, I guess they're all, I don't know what they are, they're all deacons, right, okay, all <laughs> deacons. and so this deacon comes out, the biggest
2: deacon came out, all the wisest
12: deacon, deacon. Wise is deacon. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
13: He comes out, he's
2: like, Oh, thank you for all coming out today. Oh, I want to thank Beverly for helping us uh, yesterday with the pancake lunch. Uh, I tell you, what, I, I wouldn't mind having a pancake pancake lunch every day.
14: Destroyed. I've never seen <laughs> people laugh harder,
12: harder trying
11: themselves. Like life's not we living after this.
2: this <laughs> moment. And then this like young hotshot deacon come out, and um, and he was like young and he kept saying, like, I guess he one, he's like, you know, mixing shit up at the church or whatever, and he kept saying, uh, he kept saying, he's like, he's like, God, God is awesome! <laughs> he is awesome, man! God is
12: awesome! He is awesome! He is awesome, man! He is awesome! God is awesome! <laughs> like, he, I just wish he went more with it, that's all I kept saying, you know, that's all he had written so far. and uh, I mean, he's
2: like, he's aw- he can do kickflips on a skateboard, he is awesome, man! He's got tons of Nintendo games, he is awesome, man!
12: The fire I mean, he's
3: awesome, man! He's got, one, he's got one of them flat pennies that a
12: train rolls
3: on. Yeah, he's got it! He's got he's got, he's
0: got, he's got, his, he's got ear peers and it's a feathery ring. <laughs> so I'm here with uh Jonathan O'Donnell, Satya Zera, the producers and hosts of Fifty First Jokes, now in its tenth successful year.
1: Well, it's tenth year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's yeah, it's been successful for what? How many Sachi? How many have you been involved with? Seven. So it's been successful. No,
6: like, it was good before it's that. It's been good before. I, was I went say. to the I went to one or two of them before I started working on them. Really? Okay. At the at the Webster Hall.
1: Okay, so you've been at maybe everyone but two. Yeah. Yeah. The first one was at uh, the Parkside Lounge in the back room there, and the second one was at the Creek of the Cave. In Webster Hall, 92Y mm-hmm. Tribeca, not there anymore. Yeah. Bel- and now House we're right.
6: in a 350-person capacity I, I tell yeah. everybody it's 400. 400. I tell people 400. Well, 350 plus the comics,
1: 20 industry. Plus. Yeah, it's like 450, 500, probably.
6: Sean, <laughs> you count for at least four, uh, just yeah. in terms of well coolness. R- oh, I was
0: going to say, did. my resolution is to drop at least 20 pounds. No. So, so, like so down to in three. In terms half, of personality. <laughs> Oh, thank you. So 51st Jokes is all about looking forward. When's the last time you guys looked back on the the past year of, of your own comedy careers? Or uh,
1: I don't know. I think uh, I think that because this was the 10th year of it, I think it provided for me a little bit of uh, reflection on how things have built, how uh, I'm still doing comedy, how my career's going, happy to have a steady uh, job in comedy. So I think it's like that. And... A uh, full, full disclosure, I kind of forget, but I remembered the very first year of the show when it was at the Parkside Lounge. It was a bunch of comedians telling the first joke they ever wrote because we thought it would be funny to oh show that to first each other. Jokes. And then we were like, oh, this was fun, but we could never do this again. Right. And then it uh, it kind of then kind of was like, oh, it just kind of dawned on us for it to be this thing. And I don't think. Uh, we imagine that it keep going, and now it's like it happened in seven other cities, you know, so this yeah. year, so it's, ex- it's happening, yes, it's great.
6: Uh, to answer your question yeah. about looking back, I think always I live in a constant state of regret and nostalgia, so <laughs> uh, I think that's part of the job of being a producer is that I have a really good memory and uh, remember all the comics' names and shit, and, and then John just goes and is charming.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, Saatchi has a nostalgia, remembering back to a wonderful time in her life that never actually existed, but sure. she managed to romanticize it. Oh yeah! Actually, Sachi posted a very nice thing about. Actually, Sachi had a, a great. Year. I had
6: the best year. I got yeah. married this year. I uh, I had a good job.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's happened. it's been big things, and you you have got a new j- new job yeah, in the past year. I've got a new job. Yeah, I'm working on uh, a TV show called Redacted tonight. Would you all this? political comedy news stuff and uh, yeah, I find the work challenging and enjoyable and very glad to I uh, get to be a part of it. I'm proud of the stuff we're doing, to be honest. You know? Sachi's developing all sorts of cool stuff at IFC and things like that.
0: Are are you the types who, who set goals, whether it's for a calendar year or your your birthday year where you go, This is the year I wanna do this.
6: Um, today's my half birthday. i I have six months till I turn thirty, so that's kind of a I goalpost that there's some stuff I should get done by then.
1: Yeah, today's I wanna the finish
6: th- I wanna finish the script I've been writing for the last ten years. Oh,
1: really? Today's the day that I don't know when my half birthday is because I don't think I'm that fucking special. That oh, I, 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 I think I'm very special. She has her quarterly birthdays and whatnot. No, I'm sure, just
6: April second to November second. Oh uh,
1: well, I guess it's not that hard to figure out when you <laughs> think about it like that. I don't know why in my head it's such a difficult thing to calculate. Wait, when's your birthday?
6: Oh, maybe it's October second.
1: When's your yeah, birthday? Yeah, July second. Oh, I'm April sixth. It's cool. Um, me, what was the question?
0: Are you are you the, are you the sort who <laughs> sets goals or or New Year's resolutions, mm. whether it's for a calendar year or your birthday year?
1: Uh, you know what? I I don't know. I don't uh, generally set resolutions, but in terms of like setting goals, I do always have different creative goals that I that I want to achieve. And but mostly, it really is. Like uh, wanting to keep putting a body of work together with with comedy, I didn't expect to be uh, moving out of New York to D.C. and uh, working on this show where I'm doing comedy I'm proud of, but it's not always stand-up. So probably this past year was uh, one of the years where I still performed a, a good amount, but was generating stand-up at a slower pace than I historically have for many years because I was doing other types of comedy, you know, good problems. Right? But uh, but uh, I uh, yeah, I would like to focus on. You know really getting that hour uh together like with this kind of where i'm at now and uh and and try to do something with that
0: okay there are a lot of theme shows in in new york and la especially what is it about 51st jokes now now 10 years in that really still is special for both of you what is it about this event
6: the thing I, I that makes me the most excited about it is getting to put up, like, 10 new comics on it every year and that it has such an institutional memory and that there are so many people who, for them, it's kind of a rite of passage. And, I mean, even, like, Mike Lawrence was telling me that he, you know, when you get to be one of those first people to do it, when it's, when it's your first time and you're one of that group that you've never done it before, like, it's kind of a big deal. And that's crazy to me that I could put anybody in front of, like, some industry and a rockin' audience and have... 400 people watch people I think are really funny doing stand up in front of them.
1: It's like 450 really when you count like the comps and all stuff. Sure, that. sure, sure. But uh the uh, the thing is for me I see it yeah, I, I totally see that, but I I'm shocked too because like I've like I was, I was saying it started as this thing as this thing for as a celebration of The comedy scene, essentially for uh, comedians, not that it was the sort of thing where we didn't want audience to come and, you know, aren't gracious gracious for them coming out. It was supposed to be this fun kind of party show where everybody just, uh, you know, has a good time, messes around with a joke that's, uh, you know, not finished or something like that. And then over the years, it's built into this thing. So it kind of changed the dynamic when it became like, oh, let's all have fun to then it becoming a thing where it's like, oh, now there is like a – uh, a competitiveness to it, not in the, not in the sense that the comics are competing against each other, but the thing like, oh, there's only so many spots. So it's like, oh, wow, this comedian, you know, like uh, has been has been standing out. So they'll be able to kind of get to do this. And there's this great comic who has been doing their thing is kind of like uh, really has this great voice. So they're going to be back again. So it, and then and then there's it's, it's very hard. I mean, it's very hard. It's to really book hard.
6: It. it breaks my heart, the people that we don't put on who I think are really funny. And yeah, I, it's like and then they're mad the, at me for uh, the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Sachi so takes that heat, which is really nice of her. Um, and uh I feel bad. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard to uh You
6: hope it makes up for it that the people who are on the show are happy that
1: they were on the show. <laughs> yeah, but it was never intended to like be a think but that's how that's how Yeah, it is.
6: fifty first jokes is like the girl that you fuck around with when you're drunk and then gradually you start to realize she's like an important part of your life and then you introduce her to your parents and And you end up marrying her, and you realize she's going to be in your life forever.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And then what you do is a few years back, you pitch her to different like TV things and web stuff, and realize that as successful as the show is in the live format, as she is as a wife, you can't really adapt her in any sort of way in order to kind of monetize it and bring it to the next level. Your
6: your metaphor has lost me now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was being silly. Did you get it? Mm -mm. You didn't get it. No, of course I I get it.
0: Well, I know for me, uh, as someone who watches so much live comedy, it's it's always fun for me to to watch comics knowing that it's going to be new material, but it's also been fun just over the years to see how this show has grown. Both yeah, both sure, how we've
6: all show. grown. Do Sean, do you remember when we first met?
0: I, I remember meeting, well, I remember meeting you at Caroline's.
6: Yeah, it was the New York's Funniest Auditions. You were, you were working at the... I, uh, M- see how much I've evolved? I was a lady running around with a clipboard then. I'm yeah. a lady running around with a clipboard now. Wow. <laughs> and you came up to me and you said, Hi, I'm Sean McCarthy. I, I signed up and I said, oh, You're the Comics comic.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you remember this?
0: I do remember that. You were standing at the at the hostess stand? Yeah. And uh, I don't think I've written a joke since then. Oh, no, so well,
1: there
6: you go.
0: There's there's a goal for me for, for next well year. Well, since then, then I start started doing stand-up,
6: and I quit doing stand-up. And yeah, that's
1: what I was going to say. Wait, what event was that?
6: It was the New York's Funniest Auditions. Was, I was working at Caroline's as Caroline Hirsch's yeah, assistant. I, I wasn't asked
1: to be a part. I wasn't asked to be a part. Not interested, whatever. But uh, the first thing, uh, <laughs> little, little known fact.
6: I hadn't met you yet.
1: Yeah, good, good, good. Little known fact. Two things I want to say. One, Sachi was just t- was touching on that she did stand-up, for uh, for some time, and Sachi actually performed at one of the 51st jokes. And this is not romanticizing anything like that. This is not this is for real. You could look it up. You could find the tape. It's out there. There's no tape. No tape. But uh, <laughs> for real, she fucking crushed it. Proper crushed it. And you know you did. It was and really fun. And you knew fun. you felt good about and it I afterwards. I, and and you I did th- it. had
6: flown in from New Orleans and got out of a taxi in front of this building at 7:30 p.m. for mm. an 8 p.m. show. Like. I was there, was there, there was, was a snowstorm. There was no storm. way I was going to make it back. And then I was like, I have to do a fucking show. And she
1: did it. It was her time that she was doing it. And she got there and she did it. I,
6: yeah. yeah. It's, I, I, you know, I would love to do it every year, but I know that part of my job is putting people on who I think are much, much funnier than me.
1: Uh, other thing, well, I'll tell you, she did fucking awesome. Other Thank thing, you. I do think about this. Like, I, I think about, okay, what would my ego feel like if I wasn't the one running this? And then I was in the mix to do it. Would I be one of the people that does it very consistently? Would I only get asked every once in a while? And I guess I kind of think like, "Oh, wow! I guess I get to be in this nice position where I don't have to worry about that little aspect of it." And I never told anybody that before. This no, is the kind this of is how how a sharing a moment.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. John, thank you for sharing. And i I can only uh, anticipate what this is going to be like come twenty seventeen.
1: Whoa.
6: What about the twentieth anniversary? You think we'll make it there?
1: Oh my gosh, if I'm still doing this show in twenty years. No, I'm ten years. Man. Ten I mean, years from now. Ten years from now. Yeah. Yeah. 2026. oh 2020 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have
6: a, a couple kids.
1: Yeah. I'll uh
6: you'll have an album out.
1: i an al- album. <laughs> yeah, that oh my god. <laughs> an if, an if, if you cut yeah, to album. ten years yeah. and I'll one no, album. You'll, <laughs> you'll have jokes. a you'll
6: have a you'll be uh, hosting the tonight show. More uh,
1: probably like some somewhere in the in between somewhere, somewhere in between. between maybe some late night political show I don't know honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this I think it's really fun and we're I'm building a seven cities guys Los Angeles New Orleans Austin, Ann Arbor Ann Arbor Denver DC DC um, Atlanta and uh, New I Orleans Did you yeah. say New Orleans and Do I, don't, I, I don't yes and I think that we're gonna add some new cities next year
0: Well thank you both for inspiring comedians and inspiring. Comedy joke writing because that's what Fifty First Jokes does. Is it
6: and everybody crushes it? Oh, they crush it. People crush it. It's crazy to me. I
1: never would have written that whole thing about the sex offender TED talk. Like, so it took a long time. If it wasn't for the show, and a lot of times things people write, Sean, you know this, you see it. It ends up in their sets, man. It It ends ends up up in late night
6: sets on yeah, in people's albums, on their specials. It's really cool.
0: And I look forward to uh, listening back to this in ten years and seeing how much of your predictions came true.
6: Oh, that's exciting! Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. I hope that we all still exist, and President Trump hasn't ruined us.
1: Yeah, I hope I get that comedy album done. That'll be awesome. <laughs> uh, hey, and Sean L, thank you for yeah. uh, for documenting uh, all the trials and tribulations, man. I appreciate it.
0: It's my pleasure. Thank
1: you so much.
6: Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
14: I have, I have cancer. I'm going through chemo. My hair's falling out in clumps. Uh, it's fine. I've always wanted to look like Lex Luthor works at Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> was, that's great. Just make me look like um, Voldemort's uh, stoner kid brother. Why not?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
14: but one thing I didn't expect is that my eyebrows are falling out. I mean, for the first time, I'm jealous of people with unibrows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I was looking online, uh, and they make prosthetic eyebrows for people in chemo. Uh, It's good to know that if I don't want to look like a freak, I can spend $30 to look like a freak.
3: (laughs) That's
14: good to know. Uh, New Year's happened. Uh, I had a drink in four months. I'm not supposed to drink. New Year's Eve, I had just a sip of uh, champagne and immediately wanted to fuck a stripper. <laughs> this is, I don't know, it's been a long time since I had had booze, I haven't had more since. Uh, but a weird thing is, is that when I go into chemotherapy, uh, they put chemicals into me and there's one spot where for about five minutes, uh, I feel kind of boozy and drunk. And every time I find myself scrolling through my phone looking for girls to send dick pics to.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
14: Which doesn't make sense. I mean, first off, who wants to fucking do dude during chemo? <laughs> uh, I mean, even the nurse wears a tarp.
3: To <laughs> to <campus> the- <laughs> <laughs>
14: and I don't see why my only two settings are joke robot and cool dude.
3: <laughs>
14: <laughs> like, here's... Here's how much of a fun guy I am. Uh, One time, I got blackout drunk, woke up in a stranger's apartment in Harlem uh, with my backpack still on, uh, staggered around, and threw up in a paper shopping bag full
13: of family photographs. Thank you.
15: 2016. Is everybody excited about WrestleMania? Uh, I know how to read a room.
3: Uh,
15: uh, I went home for uh, the holidays. I got some wrestling shirts because my parents know me too well, and uh, and I you know I don't hide it anymore. And so I'm wearing a wrestling shirt, and I'm go I go to a because people judge you. I know you already judged me. I can tell. I see it in your eyes. It's fine. So I'm wearing a wrestling shirt. I go to this coffee shop. The barista looks at me and points out my shirt and goes, oh, Daniel Bryan, yeah. And I was like, whoa, cool. And then she goes, my sister would love you. And I was like, really? Maybe uh, give her my phone number. And she goes, yeah, my sister's 11. (laughs)
3: That's
15: what you deal with. So I, uh, I flew home from New Orleans, I got out of there. I got out of there. Yeah, yeah.
3: Peace so bad. So on the plane, the hell out of there.
15: I'm on the plane. Delta, you guys, Delta people. And they, they do the thing where they're like, peanuts, peanuts, pretzels, or cookies? And people are like, oh, I'll take peanuts. And the next guy's like, ooh, pretzels for me. And then I say, I'll take all three. Because you can do that. You don't have to take one. So then I take all three, and I see the guy next to me go, Well,
3: I'll
15: take all three too.
3: <laughs> and then one
15: by one, I watch people wake up
3: <laughs> a Neo. <laughs> <laughs>
16: I've been living a lot of fear last year. I'm trying to get over that shit. I'm scared as fuck because I'm an adult. Uh <laughs> I am, I'm an adult, I'm scared. And I watch the news and that shit is fucking horrific. This, CNN is just des- destructive to society, crowd. Like I think all that shit, because right? Because I have been watching a lot of BBC. Anybody watch that at all? BBC yeah. News? That is like a nice cup of tea. Watch that <laughs> shit, y'all. You know? I'm telling you, because like CNN, they, they deliver news like they just like did a line of coke off a hook of and <laughs> <Breaking
3: news. laughs>
16: BBC is just like, like the worst shit, but they're like, it's okay, just go to like, that live. You know? yeah. like, 8,000 people were murdered, but fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I, so I, uh, cause I, went, I went, this is what happened, was I went to this concert, right? So my friend called me, he said, You, you want to go to this concert? I was like, Are you fan? And so yeah. I went, and I, it was for ASAP Rocky. You know where ASAP Rocky is? Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you not know? Well, maybe because you're an adult. Like, uh, I mean, it's funny, like, it, like that I thought, like, as, a, you know, as an adult, like, you ever do that shit, you want to just keep up with shit? Like, I'm 33, and I'm keep, I realize I'm keeping up. I'm not in
3: the mix, I'm keeping up, you know what I mean?
16: Like, like Adele, I know, I used to not know who Adele was. Like, when I was 15, I'd be like, I wouldn't know that fucking white shit, fuck that, now I'm like,
3: hello. Like, now I'm in it now, I'm now. And
16: also, side note, this is the second song where she just showed up at a dude's house. This shit's damn kind of creepy, you know what I mean? Like, I think the third one's going to be hello?
3: like, hello? Bitch, we family, you gotta go! And
16: I'm, I'm very scared of talking about global warming. I kind of want the conversation to stop. Um, hear <laughs> me out, hear me out. Think about it for a second, all right? I, I, the whole conversation right now is what Obama's doing with OG Ford, is just to tell us, like, listen, the world's going to be fucked up and destroyed, and you mm-hmm. can't do nothing about it, but. We gonna have a meeting and see.
3: <laughs>
16: we gonna see what we gonna do. You know what I mean? That's like the entire conversation, right? It's, you can't do shit, so fuck it. The world's gonna die. Good luck to you. And like,
3: what well, the fuck up about it? I wanna hear. Why <laughs> you like,
16: scaring me? Like, and I know like there's a lot of liberals in here. They're all like recycle, but like, like, uh, <laughs> they're all getting indignant with me. Like, you know, you need to fucking. Do <laughs> <laughs> no, not you? Yeah, know. <laughs>
17: From all directions, you know, it's a cross to bear. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Schumer said that thing. Uh, she was like, I'm 160 pounds and I can still catch a dick, and I just was like, I'm 15 pounds more than that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's hard to put it. In. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so I didn't feel empowered by that. It was like reported on, and I, I, I just, I felt bummed. You know what I mean? <laughs> weight, um, like to see other girls at that weight, you know, uh, weight is like, oh my god, like I think I don't believe in the physical universe, um, like I have a lot of metaphysical beliefs that do not like involve the physical universe being real, and yet I am terrified of like Mark Norman, um, <laughs> staying in the corner of the room like, she gained a view. <laughs> um,
18: Uh, here's the thing, 2016, uh, I'm done with tall women. I'm done with you, So I'm not dating tall women anymore, so don't come up to me after the show trying to buy me drinks, talking about, oh, I'll wear flats for you. No, you had your chance, you're done. I'm going 5'6 and under from now on, 5'6, that's it. And I know that eliminates a lot of people, so I'm lowering the minimum height. It used to be five feet. Now I'm going like I'll dip down to four six, four
3: seven. <laughs> like
18: I'll go four six as long as she has like regular people fingers. Like I'll do, like grown up fingers. Like I'll do four six. That's it. Because I used to love dating tall women because it made me feel cool. Because people look at you and they're like, oh, there's something about this person. People watch. It's the closest I've ever felt to feeling like Joe Pesci in Casino. Like, that's sort of like confidence people look and they're like what's this dude have he must have like a huge personality like there's a different you know what's not cool when your tall girlfriend picks you up in public <laughs> like physically lifts you that's a fu- that's a mind fuck. because we she kept threatening to do it and i was like no you can't and she i think she thought i meant like no you physically can't <laughs> And I'm like, no, you can't, because I don't know how I'll react. I might headbutt you. I might headbutt you. Like, I can't afford that much therapy. So we were drunk, and we hugged, and she lifted. She lifted with her legs, which was cool, but she lifted, <laughs> and my feet dangled, and that was the end of it. That would the end. If you walked by us that night at the bar, you just saw a
12: bearded boy yelling,
18: no means no!
3: <laughs>
18: Thank you guys so much. Have a good night,
7: Friends, to stop being so slutty. <laughs> Short men are the statistically the sluttiest of all men.
3: That's that's
7: science. <laughs> Those motherfuckers—they will crawl into anything. You know. <laughs> I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them, right? Like they, like usually they're they're little fun bags their moms put them into gymnastics, you know? <laughs> know how to eat a pussy, because maybe they were a male cheerleader. They've been looking up a skirt for a long time.
6: <laughs> and when they get handsy, which some men do, at least you know you can take a motherfucker. <laughs>
7: Spread that word if you don't want anybody to buy you a drink. <laughs> uh
3: what about me? <laughs> uh, great question.
7: I uh I had back surgery in December and before my surgery I was in a lot of pain. Like a lot of pain, and now I'm not, and that feels that feels like magic, right? Like everything to me right now feel like waking up and getting out of bed right now is
6: magic. Uh, my baseline is 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 wondrous. And and like, okay, like I used to drop something and then that's just the end of that.
7: <laughs> that was the end of the story, right? Now I
6: drop something and I'm like,
7: guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a good fat dick for your motherfucking
3: mouth?
7: <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Smoothball! <laughs> which is a nickname that I gave myself. <laughs>
6: ahead of us. All right, thank you so much.
13: Thank you, thank you. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Uh, my girlfriend bought my dog a hoodie for Christmas. It says, bitches love me. <laughs> Why you gotta dress our dog like Jeremy Piven? And she, she's like, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny when you walk in. People are like, this is clearly ironic, a joke. Whenever I walk in, people are like, look how this men's rights activist dressed his dog. And the other thing is, bitches like female dogs do not love him, they hate him. All dogs do. He's like 20 pounds, he's little, he bites other dogs in the asshole. That's what he does, he bought a, He bit a Mastiff in the asshole two days ago. You know how crazy you gotta be to bite a Mastiff in the asshole? Skevo wouldn't do it. <laughs> he bites a big dog, in the asshole then he hides under a bitch and they can't get to him. <laughs> they bark at him, they get in trouble. He's a jerk, and that's the thing that concerns me the most. I think if he was a person, he would wear a bitch's love me hoodie. <laughs> Thank you very much.
19: Here and smiling the whole time because I'm just so happy to be here, you know. Uh, yeah. Bitch, I'll do it anything, you know. Uh, that's just who I am. It's been a it's been a really great year uh, uh, this last year f- to uh, be a gay man. It was really exciting at the end of the year. The FDA uh, lifted its ban on uh, gay men donating blood, but only for gay men who had been celibate for a year. So. <laughs> Have fun with all your nerd blood, FDA. <laughs> she ain't getting that in my blood. <laughs> all right, just listen up. I fuck hella dudes and my blood is clean as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so offensive to me. Like any of these fucking neckbeards back here could donate blood to tomorrow. <laughs> <my> <blood. laughs> <that> <laughs> so so exciting! I was reading a news article <laughs> about this recently and a man commented uh like oh well like have fun uh you know with aids in your bloodstream if you do let like gay men and I was gonna comment because yes I do plan on changing the world you know uh, <laughs> and the uh, like in a like the heat of like rage and passion I was like yeah well have fun not getting any of my blood <laughs> I think I just admitted that I had AIDS to so that uh, It It's very unfortunate. Um, so uh, the election is in the news. Uh, <laughs> you no, know, it's very interesting right now. There's a lot of racists running uh, to be president, and um, we're hearing a lot more of like. Uh, over the course of the year, we heard a lot of like, oh, like I can't be racist, like. I, I have, my best friend is black, you know, I have a friend who's Asian, I have a friend who's Indian, what, what have you, and like that has never played for me as like an appropriate excuse to be a racist because I hate my friends, <laughs> I just, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me, all right? Uh, that's it for me, thank you so much.
1: It's, it's so very strange
20: to me because it's always just like ten child stars who used to be adorable and now they're idiots. And then, it, and then it's always the thing, look how big the oldest son from Home Improvement's head got.
3: <laughs> it's larger
20: than a Colorado church. <laughs> I bet Punky Brewster's breath smells like a poor person's
3: fridge.
20: <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's gonna be home alone forever. <laughs> It's fu- it fucking sucks.
16: It's just like some person calls themselves a journalist because they got paid 75 bucks by some asshole with a website. <laughs> I'll finish with a joke. <laughs> <laughs>
11: All right, y'all real sweet. Have a good new year. Thank you. <laughs> hey,
3: hello. Um,
21: big news. My sister is in. Right now. (laughs) Now, The whole fam. They went the day after Christmas, or as my sister calls it, the reason I can't go to Gettysburg a day earlier. I love Gettysburg. My name is Brienne. That's what she calls Christmas. Uh, My sister loves Gettysburg. She loves the Civil War. She's glad that it happened. Uh, my watch is correct, I'm not wearing one, but if I had one, and if it was correct, she should be reciting the Gettysburg Address to her children about right now. But she updates uh, four score and seven years ago to however long it's been now. She, like, knows how long a score is and shit. She's out of her mind. Do yourself a favor. If you're not already looking at Facebook on your phone, open that up friend of my sister on Facebook right now, check out some of these pics she's posted at Gettysburg. Blow her mind. She was posting one today that said, uh, it was a beautiful view of Gettysburg landscape, and the caption was, I don't know if there's a more beautiful battlefield
3: in the world. <laughs>
21: yeah, fuck you,
3: Shiloh. <laughs> Why
21: is Shiloh even trying anymore? Has it been to Gettysburg? So then I commented, uh, what about uh, what about love, Brianna? What about the battlefield of love? And then I remembered I haven't talked to her in like three years. <laughs> what a weird way to get back into her life. But uh, that's fine. I asked her to get me a Stonewall Jackson t-shirt and uh, She was like, so all Jackson didn't fight at Gettysburg. And I was like, I'll talk to you when I talk to (laughs) him. Thanks a lot.
20: Hello. Uh, I heard uh, a crazy rumor that by round of applause, you guys are doing all right. So I'm not going to ask. But I'm about as fun as I look. And I used to be less fun than that. (laughs) I didn't. Drink recreationally until after I finish college, and I'm just now starting to regret it because there are, I'll never ex- I'll never experience the thrill of underage drinking. Like at 21, using someone else's ID to buy booze is kind of exciting, and at 31, it's just identity theft.
3: <laughs>
20: <laughs> and there's drinks that I'll never have because I don't know where to get them as an adult. Like like you just can't drink them anymore. Like you can't uh, invite a date up for a nightcap at, uh, at your apartment. Of a bottle, of a water bottle that you filled with gin that you just passed back and forth until it's <laughs> gone. And you can't be out for someone's birthday at a restaurant and be like, ah, for the table, we'll have an unlined trash barrel full of Hawaiian punch and <laughs> vodka that we'll serve ourselves by dipping our glasses in over and over. You can't show up at a bar and be like, it's been a hard day at work, so uh, please duct tape two 40 ounces of vodka and only take them off when i am finished running. <laughs> I'm, one thing I miss about being around underage drinking, I was around, I had friends when I was in high school, which makes it sound like I super didn't when I say that, but they're no snogs. There are no underage drinking snobs, right? You don't ask how long whiskey's been aged, you just drink half a bottle of vermouth, because no one told you that's not what humans do. <laughs> I and mean, she goes up to a party in the woods and is like, uh, what IPAs do you have? <laughs> oh, what do you have on tap? A warm keg of rolling rock that I have to drink upside down being held by my ankles?
3: Alright, I guess that's fine. Yeah. yeah
0: that's, I think you guys are... Last first. This episode of the Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brazell at Showbird Studios. The music by Camille Harris and Shockwave, logo by Gigglechick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean L. McCarthy. Thanks for listening.